G'day and welcome to The Pickup. It is your weekly Insight NBA show. We look at all the hot ads for the week. We look at some schedules. We talk sell high. We talk buy low. We love this one. It is The Pickup. It is coming right up at you here on Inside Podcast Network right up after this. Welcome to the ultimate super coach and fantasy sports show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. You'll be very happy to see, Matty Malley, that I have not been swallowed by the Christmas tree this week, that I am I am positioned a little bit further away for you because I know you're worried about my mental health and well-being and being eaten by the Christmas tree. How are you, mate? How goes your fantasy week? Oh, mate, I've got the sads. No one wants to trade oh. with me. That's all. I, that's basically why I play fantasy, just to trade with people. No, 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 no. I, I, we do try and trade, and you send me so many trades that are absolute. I wake up and I just cry, and my wife turns to me and goes, "What's wrong, honey?" And I'm like, "Mally, Mally." And then we Facetimed yesterday, and we were in the bed together. And I, now, by the way, just to want to say that I was in my respective home in my state, and you were in yours, and we we're in bed together. And my wife's just shaking her head as she walks past and being like, "What's this bromance about?" Uh, mate, look, a huge week of NBA action. We return to somewhat normal after the in-season tournament. The Lakers getting the big win, obviously. So we're going to talk. Do you want to do you want to switch the positions this week and talk schedule later? And let's just talk hot guys first and and the sell high blokes. Do you want to switch it? Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. Do this. Keep the people yeah, guessing. Keep keep them guessing. Pull over by this hot guy and let me out. Ooh-wee. In the immortal words of Mark Ronson and some rapper from the Honey soundtrack, love that one, mate. Who is your first sell high bloke of the week? Uh, look, it's, I'm going to start at the bottom of the pile because this isn't really going to move many needles compared to my two uh, buy low guys. But Ooh. I put Keldon Johnson on here. You know I'm a Spurs guy, so I'm always watching to yep. see what's happening there. And... I'm, I'm watching him and I'm watching what's going on there and watching the moves that Pop's making. And he's playing um, player roulette at the moment. He's just kind of spinning the wheel and you might get a start. He's just trying anything. And I mean, that's kind of the MO of the Spurs this season. So no one's really shocked about this happening. The guy's playing a team high minutes in two of his last three games. And he's always one of the top two um, minutes. At, um, yeah, he is. Gainers, I guess, out there on the court. Um, his field goal percentage is up at the moment. His three-point percentage is up, and as a result, his points are up. Um, but we don't really know how this is going to settle. Yeah. Um, and this is as high as he's going to get. Like, I, I was going to say, this is about his thought, ceiling, isn't it? 100% is, and, and hence the sell high. But he's a guy that you probably took outside the 120, and he's a guy who at the moment is inside the top 100. He's about the 90 mark. And... If you're going to make a move, now's probably the time. No one's watching what the Spurs are doing. So you can kind of use that as your uh, cloak of invisibility, Harry Potter style, to sneak around in. Um, but I think, you know, he's he's not on people's radars at all. But he's also going to be a nice um, he's going to be a nice throw-in, I think, when you try yeah. to make those bigger trades and when you're trying to edge someone, because um, we love edging on the inside fantasy podcast. <laughs> Uh, if we, we, we just, we just love to drop words like that. Yeah, just a little bit of edging yeah, never goes astray, ladies and gentlemen. Well, how long? Uh, three minutes 52, mate. We did all right without just absolutely going to the gutter. We were inside the top five minutes, but we can try again next week. Um, Someone and you got to came get, up. Oh, this, is a, 
No, this is a true story. My shout out to Jack and my local and, and my butcher um, as well. There's a couple oh, of local actually, boys listening. It's a big meat story. Here we go. It's a, no, no, it's not a meat story. Anyway, so I was talking with him the other day, and this was nice. He said, "Oh yeah," and he liked to subscribe. He's a big, uh, he's a big BBL fan. So we got into the cricket, so that was nice. So I was feeling good. Anyway, I went down to the chicken shop in Beecroft, uh, Charcoal Charlie's here in Sydney, and they were listening to the they were listening to the pod, and I was like, "Sorry, like." Is that my boys? And he goes, and one of the guy goes, and I was like, I'm like, and he's like, that's, I'm like, yeah. And he's like, he's like, oh, we're listening to it. And he was into the heat check. And he turns to me and he goes, yeah. Oh, you said you naughty, naughty fantasy manager to me. He remembered the pod where we were doing that. Did you sign a chicken? <laughs> I didn't sign a chicken, but I did give myself a baseball cap. So shout out to the guys at Chaco Charlie's. But you naughty, naughty you fantasy it, manager. Yeah. We love that. And this is like this is the yeah. naughty, naughty things a good fantasy manager will do. You will try and sell high to get a return. And you're right, even look to be honest, Kelton Johnson's it's not been on my radar so much that they have slipped off. And I think that's where I was going with my net first one as well. Gordon Haywood. I'm gonna say it's sell high time on Gordon Haywood for a whole lot of reasons, really. I, he hasn't broken down officially for the season yet number one number two Lamelo ball has been out so he's been requiring to fire so much so with brandon miller as well getting an extended run he's been very very good in the past couple of weeks he's been top 75 value this is a guy who could lose his role lose his minutes and i just don't see it being sustainable and like san antonio i just think our eyes go off charlotte when Lamelo doesn't play like we got the yeah. attention, the media attention with Miles Bridges returning. Oh, look, Miles Bridges is coming back. Oh, he's a white basher, blah, blah, blah. Like it, it gets that attention. And then it goes out of the NBA narrative for a little while. He's been back for two weeks and no one all of a sudden cares. You know what I mean? So we lose these things in scope when there's injuries happening. Like you, like the San Antonio Spurs. Mate, Wemby's, Wemby's the story. Vassell's been out. The rotation has gone to shit. It's like so high. And then Trey Jones and, and Pop's throwing darts at the board. But you're not really throwing darts at the board in, in Charlotte. There is a really stable rotation happening there right now. They've had their injuries. But funnily enough, he hasn't been. So far, This for his minutes a game, he's at 32 minutes a game. He's averaging 15 points, five rebounds, four assists, one steal. He's doing a 450 clip, and he's averaging 750 from the, 760 from the free throw line, which is a little bit down on his free throws for his career norms, really, for him and his free throw shooting, which is surprising. So... Gordon's probably just regressed a little bit with age on his free throws, but that can always bump back up. He shows that he knows how to shoot it. And also a shout out to the guy in my elevator the other day who was randomly wearing a Gordon Haywood Utah Jazz jersey. And that was a deep cut. I was like, oh, look, throwback Haywood. But that's what's put my right up. Was he a white guy? No, he was an Indian bloke. There you go. Oh, even better. I love it. I love to see the diversity. Mate, and he was he was wearing a uh, it was one of the nice like alternate jersey ones, you know, like the green, like the green yeah, Utah. Yeah. Shout out to that guy. Shout out to that. I was like, mate, Haywood. Can you like, be the yeah, special like, guest on next week's podcast? I might see if I could go up and start knocking on doors on level four. And be like, hey, mate, which, which which apartment are you? And people are gonna be like, what, what do you want? I'm like, do you wear do you own a Gordon yeah. Haywood jersey? Like, no, what's yeah. a Gordon Haywood? And I'm like, well, he's the guy you're gonna try and sell high on right now. Look, I would probably be targeting. Look, I don't want to sound too aggressive with my trades, but right now you could probably get a top. Look, top 100, I think, is fair. Like 100%, like get what you need. Like look at what kind of value you need. But I reckon you could probably do a similar trade value with where he's been the last couple of weeks, which I'd probably say would be about 75, 80 if you could really find the right trade partner or a Charlotte Hornets fan. And I'm repping it today. I got my Larry Johnson and my old school Hornets yeah. hat on. Uh, so in, uh, in, in, 
Yeah, this is my Easter egg for Gordon Haywards. This is this is, this is the Hornets yeah. plug um, for for G H. Yeah. So look, look for him uh, as one of your buy highs. Another buy high for you, mate. Oh, sorry, not buy high, sell no. high. We're buying low, we're selling high. We're, we're doing the opposite game. Let, let me add to your one. I don't really have many else yep. on the sell high. I'm more itching to get to the uh, buy low. But I think you know, in in Gordon Hayward's um, situation, he's we all had a bit of fear when. Um, um, Macau um, came back. Not Macau. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Bridges. Um, that's an Easter. That's a spoil. That's a, that's a spoiler alert. And you have no idea what's coming next. Which you did a little sneaky throw over to one of my um, buy low guys. But anyway, when Bridges Ooh. came back, um, we all kind of held our breath and thought, "Well, this is yeah. the end for um, our our mate. He's he's going to get the chop." And then um, there was a changing of the guards, um, lit quite literally, um, yep. between um, Ray <laughs> coming back and, yeah, nice. Yeah, you can have that one for free. Um, I'll, I'll sign turkeys or chickens. Um, but, yeah, he's, nice. he's really taken advantage of, like, the perfect basketball fantasy storm where he's yep. ridden it out. There's been all signs pointed towards, oh, this is going to be the end. Um, and then all of a sudden he still stays in there. But we know that um, that the Hornets are w- one of the worst teams for giving information about their injured players. Yeah. So there could be a halftime show where Lamelo just enters from the ceiling and then all of a sudden he plays the second half do that. of the game like out of nowhere. Yeah, so... There'll be a little dog jumping through a hoop and then it goes behind a, a curtain and all of a sudden um, Lamello comes out the other lady side. lady on a unicycle juggling porcelain up yeah. and down. Look, and, and this is the it. other thing is... Yeah, we know how and it also, goes. And I want to talk about the elephant in the room in Charlotte as well. And his name is Cody Martin. So Cody Martin still hasn't come back. And that's my other caveat here. Cody Martin still exists. I, I don't know in what capacity he might be playing the ghost of, of a ghost of Charlotte Hornets past in the Christmas play this year, but he still does exist on this roster. He's out for at least another 10, 12 games, but then he's going to be integrated back into this side. And he's a reasonably good basketball player as well. He has a role on this team. So when they're at full health, there's going to be some impact. Will the, I think they'd be more inclined to give minutes to Brandon Miller, who's starting to show out, and, and well done to those people who grabbed him on the stream. In fact, Brandon Miller is, for me, like a, a definite target and ad. And I was surprised that I wanted to do the research on Brandon Miller as well to see whereabouts he landed. Brandon Miller is only rostered in 57% of leagues, and I thought it would have jumped up into maybe the 60s, 65s, just people getting on that early. But, look, in Yahoo, he's 57% rostered. But I think it's really much the, the perfect storm right now for Gordon Hayward. I'm going to roll back to back into two Mally because it's a story of two blokes, and it's a, yeah. and it's a, it always brings me back to where we are because our first show ever meeting was the Brooklyn Nets show when we when we jumped on together and we did the Brooklyn Nets preview. So I'm going to That's talk about memories. sell high, fond memories. Mikhail Bridges, loving, loving Mikhail Bridges right now. He has been on absolutely sensational pace. We all wondered what was going to happen when Cam Thomas came back in. Well. Macau is just going to continue to t- cook. Looking down through his stats, he, there was a buy low window on him for a very brief time there. So at the beginning of the season, there was like, oh, let's buy low on him. Oh, he's taken a bit of a like a bit of a back seat. Let's see what goes on. Mate, his last, let's say look at his last five games, including a 42-point effort. He's averaging well over 20 points a game. He's getting you over four assists, five rebounds a game. 
the blocks have been what's been a really nice little tasty sample, two, one, and three in the last three games. He hasn't got a steal in the last couple, and they've been a little bit intermittent for him. The thing is with Mikhail, he can get them in volume. So if you look at his average numbers for the season, Mikhail Bridges ends up being a one-steal-a-game player, which is fair enough for Mikhail. But he is right now firing on all cylinders, and this is the version that he wants. Like He's pretty much been like a top like 10 player in the last week. I would argue maybe top fit, like first round value, not but first round pick in the first week. But we this is like the ceiling almost of what he can do in Brooklyn. So for me, he's been second round value on the season, which is where you were taking him. You were taking him in the second round. Like people were not letting Mikhail Bridges slip into there. If you're in a league where Mikhail Bridges slipped into the third round, I think you're getting a nice little return here. But I'm just thinking in a similar package, we could get him for a similar first round value guy right now or an early second round dude who has a more com- maybe a more complete stat line than what you're looking for if you're really desperate in an area. But the guy has been on Fuego. Mate, I'm going to – look, I'll call this one. He has been, I think, one of the uh, the hottest players in the oh, NBA hot, by far. Hot, 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 hot. And even put himself in contention for NBA player in the week. He's averaging for the season, he's averaging almost 35 minutes a night, 23 points, two threes, six rebounds, this and as I said, almost a steal. The percentage, though, I'm liking what I'm seeing in the this season. He's at 493% from the field, which is what we like. Because last year, when we were talking about how his efficiencies were, he got up to 468, and there was that stretch where he was over 500 towards the end of the season. I do think it's somewhat sustainable, and he has a very high free throw, right? Like it's a lead at 860, it's creeping up. So I think McCullough is, is if you're going to sell high, it's that one. I'm going to roll that straight into this, Mally, and give us your thoughts on that one as I play this as the next part of it. Because I want to talk cold guys being maybe his old Phoenix teammate and his current teammate, Cam Johnson. So let's get to Cam for a second because we we both love Cam Johnson. But what are your thoughts on McCall so far this season? Um, yeah, I think... Like, things are pretty well settled there. I know they were still without Ben Simmons, and who knows when he's going to come back. But I can't see him being the person who's going to impact anything that McCall's doing. I guess there was, uh, with the other Cam there, uh, when, I know you're segueing to Cam Johnson. Let's segue back to Cam Thomas. We thought There's that a lot he of cams. might have an impact. Yeah, but yep. he's still being able to put up his 20 points a game, and that doesn't seem to be affecting what McCall's doing. Um, I think you're right. I think the um, the defensive um, numbers could come back. I know that he's been getting blocks over the last three games, which have been uh, near non-existent for him, but it's the percentages that you like. And yep. I was actually considering trading him in a league that we're not in. Otherwise, I'd just be spending all my time trying to trade with you, but you're actually not in this league, so I don't have to worry about you in this one. I no. have um, Scotty Barnes. So... I was yep. thinking my team is quite, uh, I wouldn't say mid, I'm on the upper side of of, uh, of mid for free throw percentage and Scotty's kind of bringing me down and he's probably another guy. I, yep. I, I considered him maybe for the um, sell high list as well, especially coming off the back of that triple-double because yep. things yo-yo so much with his performances and yo-yo so much with the way they work with him and Siakam. And once the Arkham goes, that was probably why I held on to Scotty because I think that's going to be a big change up and that's going to yield great things for Scotty if he does go. So I kind of held, but he was a guy I considered trading for 
um, for Mikhail Bridges. And it's funny you say, because it's something you said before really resonated with me when you said, oh, you might be looking for a guy with more complete, like a complete um, fantasy kind of uh, layout of scope. And he's that guy, isn't he? He's a guy who gets rebounds, he gets he assists, he, he gets points. And that's what you're yeah, for. he gets defensive like, numbers. So we, we, we love a sexy stat line. It's we just like seeing everything, but people get enamored by points a lot. Like it's this. Matt, I was on the on the pod with Matty. It was like it was like the pretty girl at the, the pretty girl at the dance. Like points are the pretty girl, pretty girl, pretty girl, pretty girl. You know what I mean? Like they're like, oh my god, he scored forty points and he got six threes in this game. Oh, he. When you're doing that as well, most of the time, unless your name's like Kobe Bryant, R.I.P. Bless up. But you know your efficiencies can be generally better on the games that you score more points. You might take your standard 20 shots a game if you're like an elite NBA player and you're making over half of them. Generally speaking, rule of thumb, if, you, if that's the simple math for you. You're making a plus 500 game, but it's the games that you worry about where you're not getting, like, you know, you, you, your efficiencies are down in the 400s and you're flirting with 28, but all of a sudden the 40 looks really sexy and the 30-point games look really, really sexy to someone. And that's where you have an opportunity to sell high on the points, darlings, because they're like, oh, shit, they get points. And then they look at this, oh, he got to block that game too. Oh, there was four rebounds. Oh, there was four assists. Okay, cool. But what about the guy who's getting you like 26 points a game regularly or 24 points a game, getting a couple threes, getting them on better percentages, which feel you there. Your turnovers are down. We like that. But it's also getting you a similar amount of like, let's say, rebounds, maybe more assists locking you in a steal, locking you in a block and dropping you down in turnovers. Now we can't always pin it to turnovers, but you just want that complete line. And that's where it comes to me for me for Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson has been up and down this season. And the reason with that is, is the injury. And so why I think there's a slight by low on the guys, he showed us what he could do when he came back this season. Now I own him in a few leagues. I'm a very proud owner. His last game wasn't great. You look at the ones before that, and he is averaging at least three threes a game for the last three. Averaging over 15 points a game, over six rebounds, which we love as well. So he's rebounding the ball very, very well. He rarely turns it over, like one or two a game. Then he'll go for two games without any turnovers. So that's what we'd like to see from Cam. Like he will limit your turnovers. He's about one a game. That's excellent. Now the peripheral steals that were there haven't been there. So he started off after he came back from injury. He didn't get anything. It was three, one, zero, two, two. And then he went four games without a steal and he got one before not having one. So there's this spatter of defensive stats there that he is capable of doing, and he usually does get. But we have to remember that he was a little bit down on his injury. He's gone down 1% in Yahoo leagues. He's 88% rostered. So this is a must-own player. And his free throw percentage is excellent. He's generally been over 500 for the season. I do think there's a really good buy low chance for someone who's not seeing the assist or looks at that last game and only won three, seven points and five rebounds. I just think it cracks the door open on these guys because you want the peripherals to come back. When those peripherals are there for Cam Johnson, his value just exponentially goes up into like the like into the fifth or sixth round. You know what I mean? He automatically becomes kind of like a Jalen Williams type. I don't think he's as good maybe as J-Dub, but that's what you want. You want the three and D prototypical, like can get some steals, can get rebounds. He's not afraid to pass the ball as well, which I really like about Cam. So he's very open to it. Like he's, he didn't get any assists last game. You know, 25 points, 25 minutes, sorry. But before that, three steer, uh, three assists, three assists, two assists, three assists, six assists, five assists, five assists. So you start to see a complete body of work with the guys that distributor in the Brooklyn Nets as well. I, um, I see 
Cam Johnson a little bit like what we hoped. Um, oh, God, mate, I absolutely suck with names. Who's the um the small four power forward uh, for Sacramento? Let's play this game. Play Keegan Murray, mate, Matty. It's Ke- it's Keegan Murray, isn't it? He is. He's he's what? Spot yeah, yeah. You put add your add your add your points on, mate. This should be a this should be a segment. Guess guess who I'm thinking about based on absolutely limited clues. But yeah, I think Cameron Johnson was who we wanted Keegan Murray to be. A guy who can defend okay. Yep. Sometimes gets defensive stats. Rebounds well. Has good percentages. But now I feel like Cam Johnson is starting to look more like Keegan Murray. It's kind of gone in reverse. Mate, I have to add something as well because I've been absolutely mentally stuck on it, smiling to myself uh, before <laughs> with your analogy about the t- taking the pretty girl points uh, number on the dance floor. And I just yeah. had a, a mental image of you pushing past her in the spotlight and going right away to six, uh, 610 Bertha. Bertha blocks on the side of the dance hall who no one wants to dance with and taking her by the hand and um, letting her lead you through a waltz. That's all I could think about was you just palming taking, points out of the way and going straight. I'm taking, I'm girl. taking, I'm taking, I'm taking Bertha to the party, you know, yeah, I, I'm yeah, like, yeah. What, what's good? To what's Lizzo? Party. What's, what's good? Yeah, Lizzo? Yeah. Come, come at me, yeah, mate. About, you've got a, I know this is you. I'm, I'm, <laughs> oh, Mate, tell me. I know you were really jumping at the bit for your buy lows, mate. You you run yeah. us through a couple of your blokes. I know you got a couple of really good ones on the board for us. Yeah, I'll start with mine in a minute. Just I think you should probably take some of your own advice and definitely let um let Cam Johnson go. You do it, do it. You should do that, mate. I I I don't want to let him go unless it's fact because I know what he's capable of, and I think he's you know he was he was a little bit injured, he was a little bit banged up, and he played through it. Mate, he yeah. is for me an absolute weapon. And I think he's just the ability to knock down threes and the floor spacing that he gives in Brooklyn is invaluable in that team. The rebounds are like the low turnovers, the high free throw percentages. There's, there's nothing but good things for Cam. And in a nice trade package with a, like a very good across the board point guard, shooting guard, I'm telling you, Mally, it is an absolute wonderful two fight. That's all I'm saying. We're talking trades. This no. is this is code for like we're talking trades in our because we yeah, try exactly and trade right, like yeah. almost daily. It's 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 we wake up to each other's Even trade emails. For a podcast, we're just trying to trying to work each other down. Look, well, I'll I'll stop harassing you for a moment, and we'll talk about Zion Williamson. <laughs> Um, he is who I consider to be a bit of a buy low at the moment. Um, in his last five games, including his um, in-season tournament semi-final, he's only played 30 minutes once out of those five games. So his uh, he's, he's, um, playing time is, is in a bit of a sad situation. We know that um, Zion Williamson loves to be sad. Like, he enjoys being a sad man. And after mopey, they got... Mopey, uh, mopey boy. Hey, mopey boy. <laughs> I've written down here in my notes, heinous molestation by Lakers. Uh, I think that he's going to be in a bit of a slump just coming out of that. Like he takes he takes things hard and people put it on him. Like it's his team. So he kind of has to wear, you know, he has to wear the uh, the downfall that they've kind of gone through there. Are you, you, I want to talk, talk about the, did you watch the final, the in-season tournament final? I did until it started to get way away, which wasn't that, wasn't late into the Can game. I just say LeBron James absolutely I, I don't know there's no nice way to say this. LeBron James fucked with Zion Williamson's head so bad. He was like six, seven he was like six, seven, eight foot off the bloke at the three point line. He's like, you you go, please, Zion. You you would like that three point. 
please. Isn't wild that he's in a situation, LeBron, where he's he's literally filled every box in his own legacy that now he's decided to just destroy other people's legacies? Like he's I think gone, it's well, a, I I'm think done. it's a plus. It's a Kwame yeah. it's the Kwame yeah. Brown situation for uh, for Zion. It's yeah. just He's, it's he absolutely he, monster like and this is a guy as well like zion is a beefy boy can we just say he is a beefy boy i don't know i think you're yeah, right on because he's heavy he's heavy because you're i think you're bang on with this one Mally. because at the beginning of the season can we remember all the talk that was oh he's in the best shape of his career like he's taken basketball seriously this is going to be a new zion he seems him yeah. a little bit indifferent yeah i just keep on seeing the the meme of him that that guy's taken, the Wendy's guy with him rolling through the drive-thru. Everyone loves to um throw that up there. But here's my big butt because you have to have a butt when you're uh when you're talking is about it, Is it Zion's or Kyle Lowry's? Is this this is your big Kyle it Lowry? Is, yeah, yeah, two guys who who can take a charge and land land on their rumpers. But my butt is his injury woes have been a bit of a non-event this season, which has been great. He's starting to be yep. more of aggressive around the rim in his probably last ten games. He's not at all a three-point shooter. I remember in his first game when he came out and he just plugged like four threes in a row. And yeah, I was like, he was. I was like, here we, here we go. That was his first like four shots of his career were just th- threes. But anyway, it's got to come back from twenty-five percent. No one sucks that bad. Well, no one, no mm. one with a with yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, well, let's, let's from the He's not going to be a twenty-five percent three-point shooter. Um, his rebounds and minutes are down, but they're going to level out. And my last note here is that you've got to get him before they do. Because with these buy lows, we can point out the reasons why they're low, but then you also have to point out the reasons why you should target them to take them back. Because you don't want to take players who are slumping off with no um, you know, promise of getting better or returning to a, a stronger value because that's not really what a buy low is. That's just a, a low that no yeah. one wants. You know, That's a drop to the waiver wire. That's a different category altogether. So... So that's kind of my um, my thoughts on Zion at the moment. I think again in the right team, you probably you're going to have to be punting free throws. So that probably knocks him out of contention for many teams. But, but he if, has if been he has been up, okay this season though. To to be to be fair enough, he's actually improved it slightly. Like I've liked what I've seen from Zion that way. But there was an interesting yeah. stat the other day. He's finishing around the rim in a top five NBA like split this season. So I remember seeing the other day that he was top five in in the NBA with finishing around the bucket. So he has got that ability to get to the rim and he is making good decisions there, but he also is making those kickouts, that whole point Zion experience. So I think you're right. I think it is a bit of a buy low because someone could sneak in there and he could come back and return more than what you're given. The definition of. Now, exactly. Yeah. Put him on the, put him on. He's the poster boy for this. Uh, before I get to my next guy, I want you to talk about Jimmy Buckets. Let me hear about him. Cause I didn't get time to have a good this look. Is your- I want to hear what you think. We we both did it. Look, it's Jimmy Butler by low time. It's it's this is just this is what it is with Jimmy Butler. It's like this is this this is the 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 two and the four of Jimmy buckets. Like I don't know if he's busy making his big head coffee espresso or whatever business venture or name brand thing he's putting on this season. But we've seen the like one Tyler Hero has been out, um, and he's and, you know we're, we're reintegrating him. Haskes, the reemergence of Haskes. Duncan Robinson having more value this season, Bam being out. And with Bam out, there was that opportunity for him to really explode. But his last two games with, you know, 16 points, five rebounds, two assists, one steal in 36 minutes, that's not Jimmy. Really poor from the field, like 330, which is, you know, he he got one third of his shots in. That's not really the butler we expect. 
But this is the guy who we go and goes thermonuclear in the playoffs or when games count. And when does it count for the and when does when is it going to count for Miami? Well, it's gonna probably count after the trade deadline. It's probably gonna have to really count to make sure that they lock in their position in the East. And that's when Jimmy Butler is probably gonna be like, okay, I'll step up and play basketball right now. Uh, on the season, he like last year he finished inside the top 12 in NBA rankings. He finished as a first round value. He's right now currently ranked in the top 50, like just in the top 50 this year. And then the last couple of weeks, he's been in the top 70, 75. So he hasn't exactly been the Jimmy Butler we know and love. So that just tells me that there is room for return. And if I'm looking down through the brackets, Miami currently is a ninth position in the East, which is a 12 and 10 record. Now, just behind them is Atlanta on nine and 12. They've had Jalen Johnson out. They're probably, they're probably, to be honest, they're not having the season we thought they were going to have. They started off okay. They've lost their last three. But there's this bulk of teams with Brooklyn Nets and the New York Knicks who are all on 12 games. Toronto's on nine. I don't think there's any threat from Chicago whatsoever to come back. So you've got Toronto and Atlanta battling for that position there. Now, if one of them goes on a bit of a heater, I can just see them wanting to avoid the play-in tournament, and they're only one game outside that. Another team that's going wanting to do that is Cleveland. But the East is good. Like, Boston's the number one team right now. You've got Orlando, Milwaukee, Philly, Indy, and Cleveland. All of those are really, really good teams. And I don't know which one of those uh, – yeah, I don't know which one of those slip. The Knicks have been showing good. They've lost their last two. Brooklyn's won their last three. You know what I mean? Like, it's just this – when are we going to see – when are we going to need to see Jimmy Butler play? And so, for me, he will be better than this, but he's not showing it right now. And people are going to love where they took Jimmy Butler. But, again, it's that whole thing is like, oh, you're not on sale right now? Like, is that, like, on the no-cut list? Like, I, you can't get a discount on that one? Well, if you – I think that people will take a discount on an injured Jimmy Butler or a down-performing Jimmy Butler. And if he misses a couple games or misses one this week or he has another crappy performance, see what you can get back from a top 40 player for Jimmy. But yeah, it's 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 arrived. It, it's arrived in a tier for the Barlow season on Butler. Why were you having him on your list? Well, and to put the, the tiger on the table and point at it, I think the other thing that people might like, want to consider as well, or might be thinking in the back of their mind is we've got Tyler Hero coming back any game now. And people might think, well, that's only going to impact Jimmy Butler, you know, in, in a negative way. But from my understanding is that when he returns, the person who actually gets damaged the most seems to be Bam. Like Bam's the guy who loses out in this situation. So I would say if that's... And Duncan Robinson goes... Yeah, Haskins is going to... Yeah, yeah, those guys... Know, yeah, they're, they're going to be in trouble. But with their big three slash potentially 3.5 kind of, kind of main guys... It isn't never seems to be really Jimmy who who's affected. He seems to be able to do his role well. His assists go up when he has um, Tyler Hero out there. He seems to be able to score more because there's another another um, threat, you know, around the rim and in like a, a mid range shooter as well, and a guy who can also pop threes, um, you know, and stretch the floor a bit for Jimmy to do his work. So, yeah, I don't know. I think I agree with everything you said. I think. Um, that he is a big buy-low guy at the moment. And I think, yeah, that one more poor game and, you know, the door's wide open. So Wide open. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. All I've got to say with Jim. Big Jimmo. <laughs> Good Jimmy. All right, well, let's talk about waiver wires and let's take you through the schedule. For the week, we're going to look at actually your waiver targets and what you need to do in our preview. <laughs> 
Now, look, with the NBA games, there's none, obviously, on the first day of the NBA this week. So we had another one of those wacky schedule ones, Mally. Uh, but Monday hit us hard with 13 games. And when you're listening to this, you're like, oh, geez, where to go next? So your low-volume games this week are Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Um, Friday is eight games. So on Tuesday, there's five games. Uh, Wednesday, nine. Thursday, seven. Friday, eight. Saturday, 10. And Sunday, five. Now, that's really interesting because, Mally, this is what I want you to think about for me. Tuesday has five and Thursday seven. You're probably going to have a roster spot there. You're not going to have maybe one on your Wednesday, so you can kind of maybe just avoid your Wednesday stream unless you have an extra spot there. But there's some teams that have games that are available there. Um, that's the Celtics, the Bulls, the Cavs, the Mavericks, the Nuggets, the Warriors, the Clippers, and the Kings. They play on both days. Who are you kind of honing in on there? Um. Uh, when I'm thinking about Kings, I'm probably – I worry about the fact that Hurt is so up and down. Like, yep. he, he's a guy who can hit or miss, but they they seem to always go back to him. They seem to want to let him get his shots up. And if you want to jag someone on the chance that they might do really well, given it being their day, he might be someone that you want to look at. He's that dual eligibility too. And I mean, usually in these positions where you've got your your guys who you know are going to start, you're really looking for someone who's just going to fill a hole. So because he's uh, yeah, guard fill a hole. Board eligible, yeah, bing, 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 uh, that he's, he could be a guy that you're considering. The other two people I have here, and they're, they're not valuable for the Tuesday, Thursday pseudo back-to-back situation, is Grayson Allen and Beal are both Ooh. out. Yep. So just for tomorrow, Eric Gordon, speaking of yeah, speaking of dudes who have dual eligibility and also are hot and cold, mate. Eric I Gordon nearly exploded off the page. And I I want to talk Yeah, go on. I got him right here. Look, blue chips on Sunday. I added him. I was like where do I go? Where do I go for this week? Because my other big ad for this week is Dante Exum with uh, Kyrie Irving being definitely out Monday. We're not sure what's going on Tuesday with the Lakers game, which is a home game uh, for Dallas. So we weren't sure with that one because there was a rumor that he could return for it for his always potential trade suitor, the Los Angeles Lakers game. So Exum went off the board on Saturday, like very early after he blew up later in the week last week. So I was looking at the week ahead this week and I was pretty okay for my Monday lineup. So I looked for the Tuesday, Wednesday back-to-back, and I picked up Eric Gordon, knowing that I was going to have the conversation yesterday with Matty, uh, with Matrix, and be like, we're going to have the great, do we take Grayson Allen or do we take Eric Gordon debate? Beal's back again. I'm like, Beal's never going to come. I mean, he is going to come back. But I was very happy to sweep in Eric Gordon. So you're spot on there. I think that's one of the best ads of the week. Four games as well for the Phoenix Suns. I like a little Dante Exum drop there too. Um, Did you see the... Uh, who does this player play for thing with Stephen A and he missed all five. Yeah. What a dunce. Yeah. Um, but you know, like he was on that, Dante Exxon was on that list. So, you know, if Stephen A doesn't know about him, yeah, maybe there's a bunch of people in your league who are still sleeping on him. So he's a, he's a nice little pickup. The other guy I had too, and um, he plays tomorrow uh, on the, on the low volume Tuesday is Darius Saric. I feel like he's a big sleeper at the moment. He's available to me everywhere. Yep, he is. Like, they're going to him over Looney. He's getting, like, mid-20s in minutes. Wiggins is trash, so they never keep him out there for very long. Um, He's he's an absolute permanent beast. Like, he gets points, double-digit points. 
He knocks a couple of threes in. His free throws yeah. are really like delicious for a for a power forward. He rebounds. He got a double double the other day, and he can do this all in low minutes. Like, and he's everywhere. Yeah. Like, I've picked him Mate, up. In he's twenty three. Like, just sitting yeah, there. Twenty seven minutes. I looked at the other day. No, sorry, thirty two. It was the most minutes he's played all season. He's generally averaging around 20 to 22. He's hit 27 a couple of times. Last one was 23. I picked him up in one league for this week, so I love that you've said it. But you've actually hit the nail on the head with this one because of all those games and the low-volume games for the Tuesday and the Thursday, so Saric is a perfect pickup for that. He's also available to play on the Sunday, which is the low-volume five-day as well. So of those teams, it's only Boston and Golden State play all three of the low-volume days. So bringing in Saric is like number one, I think, with the bullet. Then you can look to guys like Moody or Kaminga, or as you said, Looney, because, I mean, Saric is getting those minutes, but he's playing well. And what's really good about him as well is he's a distributor. Like, he's a really good passer. Like, he's just cheeky. He's got that Euro style, you know what I mean, where he complements the whole game. I love that one. And then otherwise, you're looking at the Boston Celtics guys, looking for Peyton Pritchard or Sam Hauser, probably the uh, the pickups there. Um, you hit the maps just on that one. Derek Jones Jr., and if he's still available, Tim playing leagues, absolutely rip-snorting with points right now. And I know he's flying off a lot of waiver-wise. Derek Lively as well. I think, uh, yeah, Derek Lively's a, a great pickup, and he's another guy that is being absolutely slept on. And, 61% uh, rostered in Yahoo. And up 3% yeah. in the last day, which means he was under 60% 24 hours ago. So he's starting to get some more traction, which is good to see. Yeah. And he had that, he had two blocks. He's had two blocks in his last four games and one, and the one that he didn't get two blocks, he got seven. That was the one where he went absolute bananas. But um, I think another guy who I considered as well, because they played him, Steve Kerr played him so much in that overtime game um, against uh, Oklahoma the other day, Walt Kaminga. But then yep. he did that absolute god-awful foul, which is just like the essence of who uh, Kaminga is. And it just is, the look it? that Kerr gave him, I was like, well, that's probably not going to like bode well for him getting 26 minutes again. So I kind of poo-pooed him off. The other guy that we haven't talked about, we've had about six elephants in the room in this episode. It's just like a bloody, this room's getting packed, mate. There is elephants everywhere. It's like, it's like Taylor but, Swift's um, ghosts in the corner, just... <laughs> yeah, absolutely crammed with elephant skin. It's Ivory Castle. Um, is Hartenstein. Like by the time you listen yep. to this, odds oh, are he's already gone. People picked him up. If they if they got um Exum, they they're probably the only person who probably didn't have a shot at, at, at nabbing um Hartenstein straight away. But um He only went this morning know, in one going- week. He's gone up yeah, he's gone up twenty percent in the last day in Yahoo. From four percent, he's gone up to twenty four percent ownership. I had him up on the board. And do you think that all the run and minutes at center just go to him? Do you, no. do you expect oh, that actually, who else uh, is going to benefit there? Well, this is the thing that I, this is this is why I'm. Look, I think it's a must add, and you just grab him and see how it goes. Now, Mitch Robin, Mitch Robin, when he got injured last season, Hartenstein was still there, and it didn't really run him out there a lot which I found was really yeah, interesting right. last year. They they did a lot of lineups last year with Obi Toppin playing the small ball five um, and as a power forward. They even, like, some random Jericho Sims minutes there. But obviously, Obi Toppin is in Indiana. Now, Obi's on the way up. He's been playing really, really well. So it kind of just by default becomes the Hartenstein. He's, he's the new go-go Badadze. You know what I mean? Like, when a center goes out, who is the guy that comes in? Oh, we have oh, your, your servants on the bench. 
Like your servant was out of the rotation last game when Walker Kessler came back and started. Walker Kessler's not playing in the first game this week or maybe in the back-to-backs to start the week. We'll see how that goes. So all of a sudden your servant goes, and then by the end of the week, he can be dropped out of the rotation. Einstein's been getting dependable minutes most season, but in his 28 minutes that he played the most this, he only had took three shots, two, two points, five rebounds, one assist, two steals, a block shot with one turnover. Now, he's obviously always going to boy your field goal percentage because that's what Isaiah does. And I like Hartenstein. I just don't – I just want to see it happen. I mean, I'd add him and see where it goes and then happily drop the bloke. But yeah, I just – Yeah, And we know that this is Tibbs' absolute dream because that dude hates um, centers. Like, he just doesn't want anything to do with them. So I'm assuming yep. he'll probably play Randall at the five, which might open up more opportunity for guys, you know, like we – we might I think we might see if that's – yeah, I think we might actually see some Emmanuel Quickly action and some Josh Hart yeah. coming in for those yeah, extra Josh rebounds. Hart. I think yeah. there's some fringe yeah, – I think some fringe thing with with a with a switchable system. I think you're right. If, if Randall does play the five, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to open up that spacing a little bit more for New York. And I think Josh Hart quickly – even Quentin Grimes yeah. in his role as a, the starting shooting guard can have some more run, maybe. If Josh, if Josh Hart's still available and Hartenstein is available, then I think you'd probably take Josh Hart just because I think in this in this system he's going to get um, more minutes and he's going to get um, strong rebounds as well. Yeah. So you know because those those ten also rebounds that are going to be up for grabs now, metaphorically and literally, are going to have to go to someone and probably will be him. In- and if you've got a team that's not really strong on actually field goal percentage and you could stream in and you've got a stream spot for the week, I actually would bring in probably Hartenstein as well. I probably yeah. would look to bring him in just to boy that, especially if it's you know if it's a deficiency in your team and you can get a little bit of a run. They do have four games this week, the Knicks. So we'll just go through that as well. The back-to-backs for the week, we've got Monday, Tuesday, we've got the Bulls, the Cavs, uh, the Mavs, the Nugs, the Clips, and the Kings. Now we've finished up that lot there, but this is where that Tuesday – and that Thursday and the Sunday come involved because on the second night of those back-to-backs is where we talk about those other teams. Tuesday, Wednesday is the Lakers and the Suns where hello Eric Gordon value comes into play. Wednesday, Thursday, mm-hmm. you've got the Nets, the Heat, and the Jazz. Your Thursday, Friday, it's only the Celtics. So that's where you can bring in your Pritchards or your Houses uh, over in Boston. Friday, Saturday is the Hawks, the Hornets, the Pistons, the Pacers, your Knicks. So this is where you can probably just pick him up earlier in the week, one of those blokes, or if someone becomes available and you see how the minutes shake out, who's getting the most benefit on the side, look to, for them on the Friday, Saturday games, even though the Saturday has a high volume of 10 uh, and the sixes are there. Saturday, Sunday to finish off the week is the Warriors, Bucks and the Trailblazers. But a sexy little look is on your Sunday on your low volume day is the Rockets from Houston and your Wizards from Washington because they play Sunday on the low volume day of five and then play a game on Monday as well, Mally. Yep. So keep one of your waivers in your pocket for the end of the week and don't don't blow them all too early. Um, yep. I think that's a good advice. <laughs> don't, bl- don't blow them too early. We never like to blow too early, but we, you know what we do like? We like free money and we like our good friends at Bonus Bank. Now, it's free to join and make your first $75. They're a great sponsor of Inside Podcast Network. And for less than $2 a day, like it's $1.90, it's cheaper than coffee. And that's cheaper than a coffee from 7-Eleven, which is really cheap coffee. Or from your Coles Express drive-thru. You can have that. It doesn't taste very good. Or 
the wonderful sweet taste of better free money because they've got all the need, all the tools that you need to make the most of match betting and advanced promo strategies on the betting sites. It's one of Australia's best side hustles. Now, the bookmaker bonus bets and promotions that are run right throughout them, they help you streamline those in and maximize your return on that to make a risk-free, low-risk investment for your money. Now, you can learn how to convert that cash. Members in their first two months are making over $2,500 basically from from scratch just by the membership of getting the best strategies from Bonus Bank. And again, if you use promo code INSIGHT, you'll get 25% off your first month to any premium subscription. That's right. You get 25% off your first month of subscription for Australia's most lucrative and profitable side hustle, Bonus Bank. Mally, cheers, mate. Thanks so much for a Thank you. I, I love this show. I love it. Like and subscribe to it. And we, and we just better let everyone know we're recording this one early today too, so we don't actually yep. know what's happened in the uh, in the Monday games yet. So if something absolute nuts happens today, we haven't we haven't missed it. We just haven't uh, haven't got to it yet. No, what you're so, going to actually get is a random individual Matty G uh, recording late tonight because I know that you're out going. Hi guys, hey about today's games, you might hear you might hear Mally and I talk about adding Isaiah Hartenstein. He fell over and landed and broke his ankle, and he'll be out. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll hear one of those things otherwise. But if not, he, happy he crushed, sailing. He, he, he crushed Hibs, and they don't have a coach anymore, so they're just going freestyle. They're the first <laughs> NBA team to just decide what they're doing out there. You know, Julius so Randall is going to channel Bill ball. Russell and be the be the ultimate coach player. Julius, don't worry, guys. Yeah. G, Julius, take the wheel, guys. Thank you yeah. so much for we, listening we to an inside in- prediction. <laughs> Second, mate. Could you, mate, can you imagine Julius Randall as a bloody coach? Uh, mate, take care. Like and subscribe. We'll catch you soon next week for the pickup. Take care. I'm Matty G. This is Mally. Like and subscribe to all things inside NBA. See you later, folks. <laughs>